Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the Dynasty Happy Hour Podcast Network. All right, welcome back to Fantasy Insanity. Uh, I've got a couple of guys joining me today that have agreed to help me raise some money for Scott Fish's Toys for Tots Drive. Uh, one of the guys joining is Scott. Scott, how are you doing? I'm doing great, man. Doing great. Uh, this is this is very awesome of you to do. No, I, I appreciate you lending me the platform and letting me kind of join in on it. It's it's a lot of fun. And uh, Matt, we have Matt Harmon also. Matt, how are you doing today? I'm doing spectacular. As I told you guys before we uh, before we started recording, I'm literally recording from my mom's basement. So I'm like peak fantasy football writer right now, which I guess makes sense considering we're doing a we're talking about you know in depth fantasy community stuff. And I'm really excited to to be talking about this. Excited to do this with you guys. So uh, yeah, let's 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 roll, man. Yeah. So what we're here to talk about today is. Scott's Fantasy Cares, um, a, a particular part of it that I'm running this year. I think it was last year around this time, Scott, when you kind of said you wanted to make a little bit bigger of a push, and and you reached out and asked if anybody had any ideas, and I said, uh, yeah, let's eliminate celebrities. <laughs> and uh, In quotes, obviously, quotation, celebrities, fantasy football world celebrities, and uh, I was able to reach out to some people, and, and we've got gotten them going. So we're going to talk about those leagues today. But I do want to thank both of you, too. Obviously, you guys are in. I should probably pull up the list. Uh, people would probably be interested in knowing who they can eliminate. But uh, before that, what are, what are your – I'll let Scott do his, uh, you know, his little intro about Fantasy Cares and, and just how great it actually is, which it is. <laughs> Well, fantasycares.net is a thing I started a few years ago. I've, uh, I think it, it first started as just trying to run best ball leagues to help a couple of GoFundMes that had occurred in the fantasy football industry. And then Jeff Miller was doing a Toys for Tots drive with DLF, and I wanted to see if he needed help. And all of a sudden... Jeff's life got busier. He couldn't uh, devote time to that anymore. So I, you know, Toys for Tots is probably one of the two or three biggest charities for me to get involved with. So uh, I made that my main focus for Fantasy Cares. And a couple of years later, we're raising thousands of dollars to buy toys for kids. Um, all the money goes towards toys. Uh, there are pictures, receipts, everything. So it's 100% transparent. It's it's amazing to think of all these kids that otherwise wouldn't get a toy at Christmas getting toys. Yeah, and it's it's really cool when you get to see uh, the shopping carts and just multiple tons of them. I can't imagine how many there's. You're gonna need a truck this year uh, to drop them all off, which is awesome. So uh, the the people that you can choose to eliminate. Uh, each each league will have a celebrity uh, that basically is offering up their time to do a draft with you know people that want to draft with them. It's pretty cheap to get in. It's ten bucks, and you get a draft with you know the podcasters that you listen to 
Uh, so we have Matt, we have Scott. There's also uh, Mike Taglieri, Denny Carter, if you want to eliminate the hair, Brandon Marianne Lee, Alex Gelhar, Nathan Powell. Uh, there's some podcasts that are doing it kind of as a collective group, the Dynasty Happy Hour, Dynasty Life, DLF, uh, Flawful. Of course, who does not want to eliminate Sal? I like the chance to take a shot at Sal has to be right up there. And then we've got one other one that's uh, slightly different. George Criticos actually decided to double the pot in his, which is awesome. So in the in just in the regular ones, it's going to be ten dollars to get in. It's going to be ten dollars to get into any of them. The payout is a hundred dollars to Fantasy Cares because we're going to have seventeen people drafting the celebrity. And I'm, I hopefully everybody can hear the quotes in my voice when I say that. Um, <laughs> the celebrity plus the 16 other drafters, so $160 in the pot. $100 will go to charity, $50 to the winner, $10 to the runner-up. It's going to be hard to win. If you win, it's probably luck. But it's more fun just to do the draft with the folks. Uh, but with George's, so since he, he decided to double it up, I want to give him special shout-out because that's awesome. It's going to raise – 200 for fantasy cares the winner will get 100 and second will get 20 bucks so even if you get runner up in that one you're still going to make a little profit and uh nathan powell he's he already as soon as he uh said he wanted to jump in he's playing for fantasy cares if he wins his winnings are going to the donation um somebody else i've had multiple people already saying that if they win they don't plan on keeping that money it's they're playing for charity already so scott what you have started (laughs) It is spreading. More and more people are taking that on, and it's awesome. That's uh, good. That's good. I, I hope people continue, and I hope people consider in their home leagues, you know, taking one of those entry fees and giving it to any charity. It's You won't miss it. It's You can do a lot of good out there. Yeah, and it, I appreciate the time that you guys are giving. I mean, it's not, not super hard to make a draft pick, and uh, <laughs> but it's still, it's just, I mean, you guys have the, the pool that people want to draft with you, which is, is cool. I get that. I want to draft with you guys. I still enjoy any time I get to outbid Scott in any of the leagues we play in together. There's always <laughs> there's always some fun to that, getting to put that auction bid in and watching his watching his bid go off the board. But, uh, oh, so frustrating. All right, so um, we'll talk about the league a little bit because it probably needs some explanation. <laughs> it does. Um, I'm actually, I actually, am, I didn't play last year, so I really, I'm coming in fresh. I really don't know how to play. Let's yeah, tell you me about it. Matt, yeah, you, you did play in it, right? Uh, and I, if I, if I recall, I'm pretty sure you got like third or fourth, mm-hmm. right? I was shocked I got that. I did that well. <laughs> <laughs> you were you were up there. I the only and the only reason I remember that is because I think I got second, and I know Jeff Perry won that bum. He had a really good year in fantasy altogether. Uh, Jeff Perry at fantasy fantasy football comedy hour, folks. You should definitely listen to that. If, if uh, you're not, I'll give him a shout because that podcast is awesome, and they need to put another episode out soon because they are hilarious. But so it, it's. <laughs> We do start with the draft. I would love to do an auction because I love auction, but that would be way too much. <laughs> I I can't take that on for something that's uh, just kind of for fun, basically. But we don't do just a regular draft. We do a third-round reversal draft, which if you've never done one of those, it's different. Uh, instead of going like pick 1 to 17, 17 to 1, and then 1 to 17 again, you go 1 to 17, 17 to 1, 
and then that third round repeats the second round, and then it snakes from there. So just just a, a minute on that. <laughs> Matt, you did it last year. Scott, have you ever done one of those before? Plenty of times. And I, I, always, I always say this about 3RR drafts. They are completely year-dependent. Like some years they make absolute sense, and other years they give a crazy advantage one way or the other. Um, it's uh, it's definitely going to be interesting. I can't wait to uh, can't wait to see this thing come down. Matt, and do you have any comments on third round reversal drafts? Yeah, well, it's kind of fun because I think when you start to do so many drafts like we do, um, I was speaking for all three of us here, they start to become a little bit repetitive. Like if you end up with the eighth pick, you're like, well, I kind of know what I'm going to get into into the second round, into the third round, and then even into the fourth and fifth. Like Again, you start to kind of end up with the same players when you draft from this, a similar slot. But with this – thrown out the window so you get a little bit of an extra variable thrown in which again it just makes things fun when you're kind of drafting so many teams and things can get repetitive um and it also like on a slow clock or, or whatever then it kind of also you got to get on your toes like you can just be like all right well great i'll wait for you know another day before my pick comes up like you got to be ready to come back again so i just like it because it keeps things fresh uh right. and again like we're, when we're doing so many drafts it can <laughs> ultra repetitive after a while yeah and uh so the one so i have had some people say you know why do you do a three rr draft why can't we just do a regular draft this feels weird um and the people in, that get like you know the 101 they end up then not liking having the 101 and so the the main explanation between like or behind why they're a little more fair is if you have the 101 in a standard snake draft, you get that advantage over your team or over your league mates every other round. So you're constantly getting the top choice basically in a in tiers. Whereas with this one, you don't know you do have that top choice the first time, but then you kind of lose that advantage as the draft goes on. And everybody ends up getting a little bit of an advantage. If you end up with the 17th pick, you have no chance <laughs> to get anybody in the top 16. There's no trading in this draft. So you can't, there's no way to get up there. So kind of the reward that you get for losing out on the chance at the elite, elite players. I mean, you're not going to get one of the top three running backs from that spot. You're probably not going to get a quarterback in the top tier, but you're going to end up getting, you know, the 17th player, the 18th player, and then you're going to get a go at 35 again, whereas the person that goes at 101, they then go at 34, and they don't go again until, was it 51 then? Um, so they get a huge advantage to start, but then they get a disadvantage late. So um, if you guys had a preference on where you could draft in this kind of a draft, which pick would you want? Well, I guess I generally try. I generally prefer the back end of a three RR draft just because it it's more fun to see three really highly rated players on your team. <laughs> I, I don't know if that's the the correct strategy for this format. I haven't dove into the scoring, but uh, it, it's always fun to to get three you know more top end guys to start. I would agree with that too. Like as fun as it is to have the you know, one of the top three running backs or even one of the top receivers in the, in the top five picks or whatever, 
you know, if, if something happens injury-wise and that guy goes down, then you're left with a lot more of a dry roster, even so than you already were if you take one of those running backs, which we all know is a, is a little bit more of a volatile, you know, year-to-year proposition uh, sort of position. So if one of those guys gets hurt, your roster starts looking a lot more ugly in this draft, more so than even a standard draft when that's already kind of the case. So I really like the idea of picking at the back end, you know, kind of being able to fill up your team with a with more of some high-end talent. So that's usually how I feel anyways in drafts, and I think in this in this case it's um, it's even more so. Yeah, I, I, I'm still not positive on where I would ever want to pick in these. Um, I don't ever want to go last, but I don't think I want to go first. Uh, the ninth pick is because it's an odd number of teams. You actually get the ninth pick in every single round, so you're never – That's interesting. Even, even in that middle round, though, you have – uh, you have 16 picks in between your picks. So it really doesn't matter where you're picking. There are so many picks with 17 teams drafting that you can't, there's, you're going to miss a run. Like there's no way to prepare yourself to try and not miss a run. There's going to be a time when all of a sudden the tiers of a position just drop probably by one or two tiers especially if you really tight tiers and you're going to be dropping even more. But uh, you, you did mention the scoring a little bit. I'll go over that real fast just to so people know it is not standard scoring. I don't ever like playing in basic scoring. So passing yards, it's basically one point for every 20 yards. We do the decimal scoring, of course. Rushing, I the way that I give a little incentive to running backs because – much to Scott's dismay. I'm not a huge points per carry fan. I would rather reward uh, a guy that doesn't fumble. Yeah, that's great. But uh, I'd rather a guy actually have to earn something. So I give actually a 25% bonus on rushing yards compared to regular. So we do 0.125 point per rushing yard. So the running backs actually get a boost from that. And the way I kind of think about that is if, if a guy runs for 80 yards in an NFL game these days, that's pretty good. Uh, you know, 10 years ago, a hundred yard game was kind of, that's what you really needed to get. That's what, what made you have a good week. But nowadays, 80 yards from a running back seems pretty good. Granted, you do have the Jay Ajayi. Ah, Jay Ajayi. When he goes over, when he goes over 200 yards and you're just like, yes, he's the greatest running back of all time ever. Um, we do do receiving yards. That's still going to be 0.1 per receiving yard. So one point for every 10 yards. I do have points per reception, but it's not a full point. It's three quarters of a point, 0.75. The tight ends actually get a bonus 0.75. So they get twice mm-hmm. as much as the receiver. They get one and a half with every catch. Um, we do have kickers and we do have defense in here. Uh, there's a lot of players. It's 17 teams and each person drafts 16 players. So at some point you are going to be looking in this draft and going, I don't recognize anybody. And at least the defense doesn't get hurt. (laughs) So uh, I'm not going to go through their scoring. It's nothing special. It's pretty basic. But uh, what do you guys think on that scoring? It's definitely something I'm going to have to do some researching how it plays out because that's a lot of stuff that I'm not used to, which I absolutely love that you're doing. Um, I, I'm not generally, I, I'm starting to wane off of PPR 
and points per carry is the same as PPR to me. I mean, they're just they're things that up positions, but they're very fun to include to try to even out the positions and create chaos. And I'm going to assume, knowing you, that uh, that scoring system is going to create a lot of chaos in draft, which I'm looking forward to. <laughs> the tight end one is the most fascinating to me, especially because you mentioned about the getting in and out of runs, because there always seems to be a tight end run in kind of after – you know, the, the typical guys go off the board, and, and especially in, in leagues where a, where tight ends get a little bit of a scoring bump. Like, obviously, Gronk is going to go probably in the top three rounds, I would assume, maybe even top two rounds in this league where there's a, where there's a bonus. But guys like Kelsey and Reed and Greg Olson, um, and you can put or maybe potentially argue some other names up there, they're, they're going to get bumped up. And when you're kind of again on the back end of that run you get a little desperate and maybe try to chase somebody then that could be a a fun situation to watch play out in this draft yeah I look forward to seeing where I I did go back and check like the scoring from last year I should have pulled it up so I could really go over it but I'll leave that to you guys you uh then you know the the drafters you can go and Look up last year and see where people scored. I was shocked that that still didn't give tight ends. It seems like it should really give them a huge advantage. They're getting twice as many points for every catch. But then as the more I thought about it, tight ends, I mean, a good day for a tight end other than Gronkowski. It's five or six catches, so it's not huge. Um, I And that's why, Scott, that's why in SFB this year you have tight ends getting – so much more for that first down because you re- I mean you really had to go heavy to even out the tight end right yeah j- just to even get it close it uh first downs for tight ends uh yeah they just they just don't get the target volume that they, they get the tar- target volume of most of them of like wide receiver threes you know it's uh like even the top end tight end is like at times, what, 120, 130 targets? I mean, <laughs> there are a lot of wide receivers that, that you know, hit that as, as opposed to a top tight end. So, um, yeah, I, re- I really had to. And I, I also wanted to make sure that, you know, lower-end tight ends could actually have a little bit of value considering how deep the SFB drafts go. And I think that this system, your your league is the same because it's 17 teams. You want the, deep, the tight ends to go a little bit deeper. Yeah, and that, that was the goal. I I try to make the positions even um, because I want people to have to really make tough decisions when you're drafting uh, and think about it. You know, like you said, Matt, with the regular MFL 10 that we do, you, you almost know where you're, as soon as you have your draft slot, you can almost predict your team um, because you do so many of them and the scoring never changes. There, there's just, I wanted something different uh, to make people think. You really have to weigh, do I want to take Sam Bradford or do I want to take, you know, um, I don't know, like Alshon Jeffrey probably. Uh, is That's probably the level, oh, I should mention, this This is a super flex league. So you can start up to two quarterbacks. So that's where you have to really weigh, Sam Bradford's probably going to outscore Alshon Jeffrey on the season for total points. But when you're on the clock, does that feel good to make that kind of a pick? Uh, to realize, like, okay, I'm taking Sam Bradford. That feels gross, right? Yeah. Like, that, that feels really gross. <laughs> anytime, anytime you're chasing that that quarterback in a super flex league, you really got to kind of look into your soul and be like, God, do I really want to do yeah. this? Like, do I, when do I have to just sacrifice my dignity and take Ryan Tannehill and just pray for forgiveness? What? When does when does that part happen? 
I can we know it's gonna happen. It's just it's just one of those things. So it's it's true that it, Superflex does make it fun. I mean, there's so much about this this league and the scoring and the lineups that you can that you can create that's gonna and that's even beyond the, the draft and, and everything you've already set up there. Like, there's a lot of ways that this can be fun and you can be creative with this. But there's also gonna be some ways where you gotta just okay, let's just get it over with, sort of thing. Just take Tannehill. Ugh, that, he, he's probably going to go in like the <laughs> second or third rounds in this. So since it's best ball, the computer automatically figures out your top eight scores. The lineup restrictions are pretty uh, unlimited. The only limit on it is quarterback. You can start zero to two quarterbacks. Every other position is zero to eight. So it's almost a complete and total flex league. Uh, you know, you don't have to start any quarterbacks if you don't want to. Granted, it's six wow. point it's six point passing touchdown. So you're probably going to want to start quarterback. I love quarterback. It's my favorite position in the NFL. I love to watch them. They're the most important in football. They should be the most important in fantasy football. So in all my leagues, they are super heavy uh, in importance. And in a 17 team super flex league, that's tough. So that would be up to 34 quarterbacks a week starting. Uh, There's only 32 starting NFL quarterbacks in a week. And that doesn't even count bye weeks when sometimes there's only, you know what, uh, six teams on bye. So you're down to like 20 starting quarterbacks in those weeks, right? (laughs) Hey, John, I just, I'm pulling up, I'm pulling up my team from last year because we're talking about quarterbacks. Yeah. Three quarterbacks last year, and this is gross. So let's just let's, let's just get ready. Robert Griffin, Paxton Lynch, and Trevor Simeon. I mean, those oh are the three quarterbacks from last year. How did you? How did you? How did you survive as far as you did? <laughs> and I well, I had Ezekiel Elliott, so so that definitely oh, helped. Okay, um, but he outscored he outscored a lot of quarterbacks in this league last year. <laughs> Yeah, he had 300 and, uh, 367 points. So, I mean, and, but even Simeon, for, for as whatever as he was, he had 212 points. So, he was obviously, if I'm starting a quarterback, you know, week to week, he was definitely the guy. I had, like, Latavius Murray, who had over 220 points. So, yeah, just kind of going – I mean, obviously, I had Jared Cook. That was, that was the reason I won, of course. Um, <laughs> but, but it just kind of goes to show you, like we're saying – different ways to skin this cat in this sort of format and you can definitely you can either stack up on those quarterbacks or I guess if you're like me you can just you can end up with none of them (laughs) that is that's I can't believe that you got as far as you did oh uh with those quarterbacks I should say when I say as far as you did I should probably explain how you win this competition so it is an eliminator every single week Starting in week one, the lowest scoring team is eliminated. You're just gone. Uh, As soon as that happens, you're out. You don't get a second chance. Basically, don't ever finish last, and you just keep playing, though. So you don't have to ever be first place. Just don't ever be last. Like, that seems like it should be so easy, right? If you just aren't last place. You you think it seems easy, but I I will give you a little – the people that – come into the league that I'm going to be in. I have been in a fair amount of eliminators in the past and I've won exactly zero of them. <laughs> so <laughs> in fact, Scott's league. he's easy money folks. <laughs> I, I think I've been kicked out in the first six or seven weeks of every single one. I'm, I don't know why. 
Well, it's in, I think my example from last year is, is a good one in that like I had two pretty solid pieces at running back there with Murray and Elliott. That's a hard thing to finish last in, you know, like last in any week because you just have those two guys. I mean, you're probably not going to get first any week, but you're, you might avoid getting last. And so even if your team is a, is a complete dumpster fire on the surface as mine was with you know Robert Griffin and Paxton Lynch slapping each other on the back like <laughs> you're, you're at least going to avoid last so it's it definitely the eliminator part of it too is I mean there, again just so many different layers we can talk about this with that part of it makes it a completely different strategy uh, almost like you're shooting for a floor as opposed to in a traditional best ball MFL 10 draft you're kind of like I'm either going to get first or I'm um, or I'm going to like not get anything at all. So this is a very different way of thinking about that. And maybe you don't take some of those high variance players that you traditionally would in, in an MFL 10. It's really funny that Matt says that. Cause I was thinking about saying that the next time I was, the next time it came around to me. So it makes me feel good that uh, I'm on the same thought process as one of the industries, industry's brightest over there. Well, I don't know about any of that because I actually, I've been, I mean, I've been preparing that line for like, since John invited me on the podcast and that took me like probably two, that took me like two weeks to uh, come up with that thought. So if you had said it before me, I would have been pretty, I would have been pretty heated with you, Scott. (laughs) That's all I had. That's the only smart thing I could come up with to say. So that took two weeks. I just, so I, I just pulled up my roster from last year. I hadn't even looked at it. I knew I was strong at quarterback. I knew I had Aaron Rodgers. Who ended up being the number one scorer in the entire league last year at 426 points. My second quarterback was Matt Stafford, which he's a guy that I I don't mind having him on teams. And he always seems gettable. Like people don't go out of their way to get Matt Stafford. So he just falls. So I seem to end up with him on a lot of like redraft single season teams. I don't know. I don't think I have him dynasty anywhere because I guess in dynasty, I'm always, I always want like elite, elite quarterbacks and he doesn't feel like he is. Plus you play in mostly auctions. So yeah, it's not like falling to you. It's you going after you guys. Yep, exactly. But my running back, (laughs) wow. My, my entire running back crew is Josh Ferguson from last year. That was it. (laughs) He was the only running back on my roster. Josh, I suppose if you only you don't have to start any, I mean, load up elsewhere, I guess. I have a feeling that I did not get one start out of him last year. He scored a total of 40 points last year, so I'm sure I did not start a running back all year, whereas Matt was starting Ezekiel Elliott on a weekly basis and DeMarco Murray. Um, uh, just to give a little insight on the roster that won, like I said, that was Jeff Perry. He had Tom Brady and Matt Ryan, so... That was uh, pretty helpful, especially after Brady came back from his suspension. He was, he he had he had a huge floor for his weekly score built in with those two players each and every week. Then uh, that's I'm looking at his roster and I'm a little disgusted now. He had Legarrette Blunt with Sean McCoy, like two guys that just had absolutely huge years. And in a best ball competition, you get to start Legarrette Blunt every week that he has a good week instead of being that yep. person like me that starts him on weeks that he's terrible and benches him on weeks that he scores two touchdowns. Uh, let's see. He, for a receiver, he had Antonio Brown um, and Kelvin Benjamin. Those are probably the two receivers he got the most production out of, I'm assuming, especially Benjamin early in the year. But even looking at his roster, like he does have that super safe floor of the two quarterbacks uh, in the two running backs that he had, but that's only four players. You do start eight. 
Uh, so the other weeks he was probably just, you know, getting getting weekly production randomly out of four guys, I would assume. Um, so yeah, when, you, can, you can kind of have anchors like that, it, it, I would imagine. You know, if you just get four really gr- – which, I, I, again, kind of comes back to that idea of picking at the back half of the first round and then getting mm-hmm. that third-round turnaround. If you can get three or four of those real anchors of your team – you're in pretty good shape. You get both a good floor and a pretty high ceiling. Yeah. Uh, so do you guys have any – I think we covered that, – that pretty much covers the entire league. Um, while it is complicated, it's also not overly complicated because I don't want it to I – don't, I, don't, I, I want to make it challenging and fun, but I also want to make it easy enough that people can jump in and learn. I, I don't think I missed anything. Um, the goal is to just have fun, draft with a celebrity, and eliminate them raise money for charity and hopefully get people will get some exposure uh to different scorings you know i like scoring that is different i love scott's leagues he challenges us constantly changing the scoring system sfb changes every year so we have to think um but when you guys get into a league like this where (laughs) there's no um there's no real like you, you can't go and research how do i draft in this league how do you guys approach this kind of a league? You just go crapshoot and just, ah, whatever, you know, which is fine. Uh, I mean, that there's, there's nothing wrong with that strategy. Or do you actually try and do some sort of a, a game plan for a draft like this? I will, I will say that something that's very cool about this league that uh, people should definitely jump in, especially if you do love best ball. And the difference between this and a lot of NFL 10s and a lot of, a lot of best ball leagues you'll jump in is there, there's something – there's something to look at weekly. Like every week there's something that like keeps your interest. You, you're like, am I making, making it above last place? You know, you're, you're actually invested during the season. And that's something not a lot of best ball leagues offer, which is very cool. Do you have any? Yeah, I think, um, I think with this kind of league, there's definitely a little bit like you got to kind of take your, your strategy and throw it out the window. Cause you know, in my draft so far, I've been, Again, liking that the back half of that first round and really going with kind of a high-end running back in round one, whether it's DeMarco Murray or Jay Ajayi or one of these other players, Melvin Gordon, and then kind of getting a Mike Thomas in the second round. That I think is going to – I mean, that's obviously going to go completely out the window in this draft. That's going to be – this is going to be a place where, again, you're kind of monitoring those runs. Like, what's the league feel on quarterback? What's the league feel on tight ends? Like, do these players get a boost? And then if everybody's chasing those players, do then I kind of – you know, zig where they're zagging and, and focus on running backs and receivers like I normally would um, if everybody else is kind of overcorrecting. So I think I think I try to say this with every draft is to go in with an open mind, but I think this one more than any other, it, it, that's very true. Like I want to be super flexible. Um, it works well, super flex. Ha ha ha. Um, so I, I, I think uh, if you can laugh at your own jokes, guys, you got it. You got to really, anytime you can do that, you got to do that. So uh, I, I think this is this definitely a situation. I'm going to be pretty open to, to anything, you know, not go, I wouldn't say go full crapshoot, but at the same time, be very flexible and, and ready to kind of assume whatever chameleon color I need to. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Especially any, any type of 17 team league, each, it's hard to plan for <laughs> So That's with um, with quarterback being so important in this, I'm not usually a fan of handcuffing a position because I think everybody's talked about it really limits your ceiling. But in a league like this where all you're trying to do is not be last, what are your thoughts on t- 
taking the backup quarterback to your quarterback just in case he gets hurt. Wow. Yeah, I think I think I did I did that kind of last year with the, with the Denver quarterbacks, right? Like, yeah, you yeah, definitely it, you had that, and and we're running the same thing as this year. We don't really know who the starter there is yet. Um, so once I mean these drafts are undergoing now. Yours, Matt's yours is probably going to start today, and Scott, I think yours will probably start in the next couple of days. Um, so we, I mean, as far as I know, we don't really know the starter in Denver yet, right? Yeah, or I mean, there's lots of them. Houston too. I mean, there's there there are places that I, it might be tough in a 17 teamer just to acquire both, you know, of a back of a quarterback infield. But uh, it, it's a strategy. I, I think, like with Houston, I think there's a good chance Watson and Savage both start games this year. So maybe. I think uh, Joseph, the head coach, the new head coach in Denver, he even said like what. What happened in mini camps is going to have exactly zero percent of an impact on who I pick as my starter. <laughs> so we really don't have any idea, and it's it's a very good chance that with a lot of these quarterback competitions, that both of them uh, end up seeing the field. So you know, if you really want to have fun, you can handcuff uh, Christian Hackenberg to Josh McCown. And, and oh really my God, the <laughs> Bryce Petty was probably the most productive quarterback uh, that you know, like. He, he outdid Hackenberg last year, and McCown wasn't a Jet last year. So if you're just talking returning Jets, it was probably Bryce Petty. It's hard. It was hard to you know. It was hard to not outdo Christian Hackenberg, considering he was <laughs> like the only redshirt. I didn't even know the NFL let you redshirt players, but apparently the Jets found out that yes, yes, you can. They're probably looking for him to look for a transfer at this point. Maybe that's you know, if we redshirt him again, they look to transfer. They're still they're. The Jets are definitely operating on a college football basis. They are not an NFL team, right? I mean, some of the players that they have on – I mean, that, that offense is just – I don't want to go on a tangent about it, but that offense is just ugly. I mean, that the, the depth chart – I almost feel bad for Christian Hackenberg, who I think was already kind of behind eight ball coming in to the NFL in terms of preparation and ability and et cetera and being good. I think he was behind the eight ball on actually being a good player. But uh, now, I mean, what are you going to do? What are you going to do on that roster at this point? I feel – I almost like I said, I almost feel bad for him. But, hey, in this format – Somebody's going to get a start. You know, this many teams starts at an old Christian, you know, in a, in a negative game script. Unless he's a complete, I mean, a complete dud. But even then, bad quarterbacks produce plenty in fantasy. So don't yeah. be surprised when Matt Harmon uses his last pick on, <laughs> on Christian Hackenberg now that I've just made this nice uh, monologue about him. <laughs> 200, no, I, I 200 targets all... to Powell and uh, Forte this year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Where else is it going to go? <laughs> oh. Robbie Anderson, if he didn't, you know, have issues, he was the one I was most happy with. And then all of a sudden he goes and screws up in the off season. Like, uh, there's, there's really, he's still probably their number two receiver. I I saw on uh, Rotor world blurb that Sharon peak is the favorite for the third wide receiver job. And I mean, he's a Clemson wide receiver, so he'll be a superstar. So don't worry. I'm pretty happy that I've now moved up to their number five receiver. So. <laughs> I, I, actually that think, I actually do think all three of those quarterbacks probably get drafted in this because they're you nobody knows but whoever ends up hitting on the quarterback that gets like nine starts they're right. probably gonna you know that's gonna be a starter for you just any starting quarterback is gonna put up well I shouldn't say any, I, it was cute but most will it put was, up it was 20 cute. points 
it was cute in this podcast earlier when I was saying that the gross moment would be like, when do I pick Ryan Tannehill? And now we're talking about when do we pick Bryce Petty and Christian Hackenberg. Yes, so it's really going to, it's really going to yeah. get gross. That's going to be even worse. I, in, in a lot of the auctions that I run, people ask uh, like, when do we go unlimited auction? And since all mine are super flex, I, all year this year, I have said, when we start to consider putting up Geno Smith, that is the time when we are – that's when we are probably past due for the unlimited portion of the auction and throw everybody else on the board that you want. Uh, God, it just – I'm smiling because it does make me happy that people are going to have to consider the Jets quarterbacks. <laughs> but uh, it is so – it is gross. It's, that's the only word for it. But it will be – it'll be fun, folks. Um, so I encourage you guys – uh, to go and sign up, go to fantasycares.net. There's a drop-down menu. You can select the ce- celebrity that you want to choose um, to eliminate. Um, I, I do also have another one. John Lobb actually wants to do one as well. He reached out to me, and I said I'd run one for him. He wants to do it for uh, Save the Children charity. So if you want to eliminate John Lobb, all you want to do is just let him know. He's just trying to collect the names, and then he's going to get them to me, and I'm going to get his set up and going for him. So – there's plenty of options out there. I could um, probably put that on the form on the site. Put John Lobb hyphen, you know, save the children. That'd be awesome. That's awesome, Scott. Um, UTH filled up theirs like immediately <laughs> uh, with the amount of people that want to eliminate under the helmet. Uh, I probably <laughs> probably some jokingly, you know. Uh, I love I love Katie and Tim. They're they're a lot of fun. Uh, but their draft is already underway. And I, I will say the first three picks all went running back. It was, uh, you know, Zeke Bell. Uh, David Johnson was number one, and then um, Zeke and Bell. I don't know which order they went. But I'm pretty sure about ten picks after that, all three of those guys were like, oh, maybe I should have gone quarterback. <laughs> um, so a little tip for the listeners that are going to be playing in these. Really, really think hard if you avoid quarterback in the first two rounds. It's not saying you have to go there because obviously Matt did well with Robert Griffin, Paxton Lynch, and Trevor Simeon. I can't get over how you did that, but you nailed the running backs. If you nail them, are you really, I mean, you have to have elite scores to have that safe floor to advance every single week. So I think that's the strategy I'm going to try and get, get four, four guys that I can count on and the rest will just be a crap shoot that I hope I can get four out of the other 12 to have productive weeks each week. Nice. Um, we do have kickers. What's your strategy on kick? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm just kidding. Kickers are an option because it's so many players being taken. Uh, there's 32 more players drafted in this than there is a regular MFL 10. Uh, and anybody that's done a regular MFL 10, you know by the last round, you're really picking a guy that you're like, oh, maybe he'll get on the field and have like one good startable week. Um, so, it, because there's 32 more players taken than that guy, I go ahead and throw in kickers too. Kickers score, you know, they they yep. score every week. There, yep. I think there were some weeks last year where there were people that only had like seven double digit scores, and then a guy that would score like you know four points. Which hey, your kicker's mm. probably going to get that. <laughs> That's way too much talk on kickers. What did I talk about? <laughs> the whole minute there on kickers. Um, <laughs> We have defense too, which their advantage is they don't get injured. Um, 
you know, I'm not really going to recommend drafting kickers or defense, but if you're looking for a guy that you know is at least not going to get hurt, fill them in in that last round and, and you're guaranteed to have a, a guy putting some points up at least. But, uh, all right. Uh, I appreciate you guys joining me for this. Um, Oh, you know what? I do have to ask one out of the league question just to annoy Matt. Uh, oh boy. which, which team name is better? And this was, uh, you're a big fan of the pun team's names. So I'm going to go with Xavier Grimble is a guy that I have been targeting quite a bit this year. Cause I can get him for free. And if not, if he does nothing, I'll just get rid of him. But, uh, you know, Jack, a lot of people go by the name Jack. If their name is actually John on a scale of 10 to 11, how great would it be if I named one of my teams, Jack B. Grimble. Hmm. Matt's just not, he's refusing, <laughs> just a shaking head there. Just refusing to answer. Oh. Refusing it, to oh. answer. Do you have Grimble on your team? I actually, if, yeah, of course. I do. Okay. Yeah, like, I, I'm not kidding. Like, I, I picked him up on a lot of places just because he was, he didn't cost me anything. Just because he wanted the team name. Admit it. No. <laughs> I, mean, I, have to, no. I have to say, that's pretty clever. That's pretty clever for, yeah. uh, for, for, a, for a pun name. I mean, how many times do we need to do, like, need for speed or whatever? I mean, advent, oh, yeah. or living on a, you know, living on a feeling or whatever, or what, you know. Yeah. I, I did like feeling, the, All that stuff. Like, like we, we've heard those. Like you could be in on the ground floor of that, and it would actually be like fifty percent funny because you're the first and only one to do it. And then once 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 Grimble catches like eight touchdowns randomly this year or something, then like everybody's gonna be saying it, and you'd be like, no no no. First, remember that. Yeah, uh, I did like I did like for you, Matt. The remember the Brussels hamster. If you get Doug Martin on a team, but you shot that down too. Just wouldn't go with it. But that's clever, though. It's clever. See, I actually believe it or not. I while I can think up pun team names, I actually share the hatred of them with you. I don't like them because I don't like when people change their team names and people that put a player name in their team name change it way too much. Yeah. Which, which as a commissioner, just kind of annoys the shit out of me because then I have to try and remember. Okay, who's the owner of that team? Uh, so I, it's actually a pet peeve. All right. Um. I appreciate you guys joining me. Uh, before we take off, if you can give your information and a, and a little shout to Fantasy Cares again. Uh, mine is at ScottFish24 on Twitter. That's pretty much it. I'm not on all the other stuff yet. I probably will have to be at some point here. Matt <laughs> Matt probably knows how that goes. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, FantasyCares.net is where you can sign up for all of these. Yeah, and I'm, I'm at Matt Harmon underscore BYB, and I am on Instagram and Snapchat and Facebook. And because I am, you know, I'm a whore. I'm a whore. That's the way it is. Like, you're, you wait. You got to sell out. I, I will say, uh, like, I'm only on Twitter. I, I actually still have a Facebook account, but literally the description says, find me on Twitter. Um, <laughs> but Clock Dodgers, he is on all kinds of social media. And he volunteered. He, 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 he said he would like to be, you know, one of the celebs in a group. And he made a social media push across all formats, I assume. I don't know because I'm not on the other ones. But he told me he was. And I got a whole bunch of entries for people not without Twitter handles. I was shocked. Like, he filled his in less than 24 hours. So it really does make me think. Yeah. I guess those other forms of social media probably actually are, yep. you know, effective. Yeah, that wasn't a joke towards Matt. That was me saying, I realized that I probably have to do this. 
You yeah, know, it's, it's, it's got to get, <laughs> get the eyeballs, yeah. got to get yeah. the eyeballs out. Cool. But yeah, definitely check out fantasycares.net and, and sign up for a draft. If, if you haven't already, it's going to be way fun. Yeah. I, I appreciate everybody listening. Oh, for me, I am, um, I'm at empire FFL. You can always rate review, uh, you know, retweet, especially this episode, get more people to listen to this episode. If you've listened to it and you think these will be fun, send it to somebody else, get more people to sign up. The more of these, I'll fill. I'll keep filling them. As long as Scott keeps putting names on the site for me, I will keep filling them, and we will raise a ton of money for Fantasy Cares. Uh, it's a lot of fun. So share this episode with people. You're not going to give strategy away to any of your league mates. They're not going to beat you in your Dynasty League because the, you let them in on this episode. Just let them know that they can draft with the celebrity they like to listen to. So I appreciate you guys uh, joining me today. Thanks a lot, and good luck to you guys in your leagues. Uh, does anybody want to call their shot on winning? No, God, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for having me, John. All right. Thanks a lot, Scott. Thanks, Matt. I appreciate it. We can make the world a better place. Yeah. And put a happy smile on every single face. We'll give the world a brand new start, yeah. Put caring kindness into every single heart. Wouldn't that be smart? With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.